Well, welcome to Slender You, our new episode. <laughs> um, we are Grace with Parker, who is a big time TCU fan. Now, let me tell you this, Parker. I knew nothing about you before this, and then I kind of did a dig, a deep dive, and they told me that you were like really big in the stats. And I want to tell well, you firsthand, I, I do not believe what about advanced stats, stats whatsoever. I, I am a hundred percent. He has that dog in him, and that's it. Yeah, no. Here's the thing: all of mine are just made up so that I can own people on the internet. I don't do a single oh, bit of yeah, like no. regression or whatever. Fine. I just line up, and I'm like, "Oh, dude, I'm just gonna toss it up and uh, and make it happen." Yeah, I'm just. I'm, Parker, I'm can I it ask all. you a question then? Please. Do you have any stats related to the wind and how it affects quarterbacks? <laughs> okay, I actually do have. Oh, a, hell, here um, we go. Oh, gosh, here we go. <laughs> I actually just entered into a partnership with SIS Sports Info Solutions to get some like real good because the ESPN public data is terrible, and to get some more reliable data for my website and for my previews and everything. And they have weather and wind and uh, time of game and sun oh sunlight God. and everything as well. So this off season, dude, when I get a minute to breathe, I'm gonna be able to do a bunch of stuff. Directions of the stadium, oh. we can do latitude, latitude and longitude of the stadium, which directions you're in, the sun, the this wind, yeah, it'll be it'll be a lot of fun. Well, here's what yeah. we're gonna find out. So, we're gonna find out Texas has trouble with the Interstate 35 corridor, which I've been known that. <laughs> <laughs> I could have told you that. <laughs> So Parker, here's Parker, the thing on, the, on, on that uh, on that wind thing, right? You're you're a math person, and I think that you know about math and other other math like science mathing. Okay, things. how how so, dare you besmirch me in such a way? But carry on. Hold on a come second. Come on, math so, boy. So, Give me the taste. Come on. So so understanding math and understanding wind. If the wind were to be the constant here, what would you say about the comparison between a quarterback <laughs> that goes 19 of 49? Versus a quarterback that goes 34 of 57. Which one do you think would be the better quarterback out of those two quarterbacks? I bet he could have gone 20 for 39 if the wind hadn't been blowing so much. It was no, no, let's be clear. It was was 49. It was 49, not 39. It was 49. Do you so in that case, comparing ever... mathing the numbers, 19 of 49 seems significantly worse than 34 of 57. Which proves our point that Quinn Ewers is worse than Spencer Sanders. So thank you, and that that oh, is my. That's not up. That's not up. For in debate. this argue, in this paper, I will. Than Spencer Sanders, future Baylor quarterback. Uh-huh. As somebody, as an appreciator of advanced stats, that for the sake of this talking point is a massive hater. What do you say to the people um, to to go ahead and reference the? philosopher of our time kevin durant who the fuck wants to look at graphs while having a hoop combo what do you say to those people uh there's a great albert breer tweet who uh he said like no but like football's about winning not about making out with spreadsheets um and i think that's, a, that's an excellent one too um no yeah there's plenty of there's plenty of morons uh, morons is too mean we're hating that's fine uh pretty morons who like know how to use r and stuff and just make nonsense and put it out there and then double down on it and triple down i'd be like no don't believe what you saw just put these just mm-hmm. just keep these numbers out there Name you gotta and do shame like them. you gotta have you gotta have film and you gotta have and you gotta have data like you gotta i mean uh, you yeah. can't synthesize all the information that you watch but it's it's almost useless to play around with the data if you don't understand football Parker, let's get to some let's get to some uh, future ass whoopings that's gonna happen. Now, look, I already got a lot of money on the Michigan in the playoff game. No disrespect, <laughs> because I think I, I, TCU are a bunch of frauds, and I'm gonna tell you why. I got some stats of my own, brother. Uh, <laughs> I got the chamber loaded. No, no team has ever won a playoff game, let alone won a national championship, if they had to come from behind five or six times. In the regular season to some butt ass teams. Correction. I mean, y'all did Kansas. Y'all did. <laughs> Correction what? Cam Newton and 2010 Auburn that? absolutely did that. Florida State okay. did it too. Five or six yeah, times. Five or six times. We're talking about second half leads, fourth quarter. Absolutely. Leads, yeah. Look it up. Six times. <laughs> in a, there's only 12 games in the season. That's just fraudulent. I'm still caught up with you. Just said, I think you just said <laughs> butt ass teams. Butt-ass teams, Butt-ass teams. Uh, some I'm of those unfamiliar. teams that y'all were losing late to, now we'll give Kansas yeah. State their props, even though some teams <laughs> didn't have any trouble beating Kansas State. We'll yeah, give you, Kansas State you, their props. That's the truth. Okay. And that's, so that's, that's a good team. But not all in of the those Big 12, leads were good teams. In the Big 12, every year, there is a, I guess somebody has to win the games team. 
right? Like that's mm-hmm. happened every year. Like Baylor last year, Iowa mm-hmm. State 2020. It was like every whoever's going to Texas before that is like whoever's going to play second fiddle to Oklahoma in the Big 12 this year is just like, yeah, dude, it's going to be one of the middle class teams that just gets the breaks and is good at one thing. TCU yeah, absolutely agree, filled that Baylor role this fraudulent. year. Uh, TCU, TCU filled that role this year. The problem is just that like there was not an excellent team in the Big 12. And so they rose yeah. to the top totally because they got the breaks that the number two team normally does behind Oklahoma. But Oklahoma mm-hmm. fell off a cliff and there's no excellent team. Stink. So I, I, in terms of good. in terms of your bet, depending on what the money line is, like if you got TCU plus like 10 and a half or something where it opened, that's OK. But if it's like if it's like Michigan six and a half, Michigan seven and a half. Yeah, you probably need to bet the Wolverines. Like I'm fine with that. Well, I have no delusions. I am the lone TCU defender here, and I've told them that y'all are going to give Georgia the best game that they're going to see all year. Michigan is ass. Do you have any stats about how the Big Ten is absolutely boring (laughs) and nobody wants to watch this shit? Again, Um, Michigan struggled with who the week before this championship game? Uh, They had a a bad game against Illinois. Y'all are talking about playoff yeah. teams that were losing at one point during a game. This is so nasty. <laughs> this is so nasty. Why are you on the podcast Michigan, with Texas fans, Auburn fans, and Texas a <laughs> fans? Michigan hey, basically just like top, walked through the candy cane forest We beat a top season. five like, LSU nobody. team, yeah. thank you. <laughs> at the That's time. True. At the time. At the time. Yeah. Asterisk at the time. Dude, okay. You want to make fun of stats. Look them up. You want to make some of stats. What a nerd thing to say. Oh, the committee wanted to ensure that an SEC team was going to make the playoffs, so they ranked LSU number five, and we beat them, and somehow that's an indictment on the quality of our team. There you go. I've said for the longest, the Big 12 is the best conference by far. Wait, And I believe it, top to bottom. Parker's smarter than me. Are you saying nice things about A&M or mean things? I can't really put it together right now. I'm I'm making fun of A&M for saying LSU was ranked five at the time because it was a clear ploy to prop up the FCC. It's fine. Parker, you got to take your wins, though. I get it. You got take our I understand licks. Do you realize how much we've been on the cross over the past six fucking weeks? My God, take our lick. There are no licks left to be taken, my man. man. Drink, how many people man. y'all got in the portal right now? 25. 25. Uh, I looked today. God 25. God damn. Again? That's more than most recruiting classes. Strain, can I tell you some good news? And I'm being no, serious about this. I just checked my DM. I just checked my Gmail, and they have reached out to me about being a coordinator because they saw my NCAA offenses. So the good, good days are coming, hey, Strain. Honestly, you know, so if anybody just... if anybody is built to lead us in this era of America's war game, it is you, Blah, with your Thank experience you. fighting <laughs> at the Capitol. You know, your experience being able to go up against strong defenses and overcome large walls. You know, basically oh the, the, the wall of the Capitol is equivalent to the Georgia defensive line. So I feel like you'll be positioned well for us to, you know, for, for, to handle that. Would you that rather stuff. have so Bla you. or Bobby Petrino as your offensive coordinator? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> is there really you play men? Hey, we've read we've read Stefan's tweets. Is there really that much of a difference between the two? I don't know that there's that much <laughs> oh, of a difference true. between those two <laughs> folks. Oh, I recognize uh, I recognize Stefan now. He's the guy from that photo. He's the one dude climbing up the wall. Exactly. <laughs> I thought he looked familiar. Exactly. Okay, we got plenty of you pictures know, like, of him. Uh, caught thank in the, you. Caught in you know, like, it was a Man. great little bit of you, you should see him on the boat on the Potomac with the MAGA hat on. It looks like a <laughs> It looks like A&M's following in the steps of Auburn. They just hired Phillip as their offensive coordinator. They just yep. announced it. Wait, what? Phillip, Wait, who? It looks oh, like you guys just hired Philip as your offensive coordinator, just like just like Auburn, Auburn? did. Uh huh. Because they got Philip Montgomery, feel, and you guys I, just got another Philip. I'm nervous about where this is gonna go. Yeah, I don't. I don't even, I'm just confused. String this has to be. It's Philip like these nuts. Ain't nobody want to coach for y'all. There it is. There it is. There it is. There it is. I was waiting. For I was like, what? Who is Philip? I was like, who the hell? Philip. Why won't he tell us his last name? I was waiting for that one. <laughs> oh Lord! Back to TCU I, because again, TCU is beating Michigan, and I told everybody, Parker, to not pay their mortgage, not no, do not. not worry about anything else. Put it on TCU winning that game on the money line. 
You know, I certainly can't advise anyone to bet um, anything beyond their means. Or um, you guys would be some. I do with this like betting show. I've gotten some DMs that are like, "Hey, man, my kids aren't going to have Christmas presents because you." <laughs> oh my god! I'm like, yeah. no, they're not going to have Christmas presents because you're a moron who listened to me. Like, <laughs> come on, dude, that responsibly. I one. mean, so seriously, Law hasn't been able to pay um, his mortgage in like six weeks based on his bets. The yeah. Rocket Mortgage, like entire. You want to get mortgage coming gone. after him, brother, dude. You want an angle though? TCU played what eleven games, eleven games in a row straight, eleven straight weeks. Got the mm-hmm. absolute crap beat out of them. What are they going to look like when like everyone's healthy and they don't have to like scramble to put a game to, game plan together, not knowing who's going to play? Like, mm-hmm. I think that I think there's a lot of opportunity that for them to keep this close. I don't have any delusions that they will win, but I think it'll be respectable. Y'all win by at least fourteen to twenty-one in my play about twenty-five. Yeah, <laughs> oh, Sorry, am I supposed to say like frogs by ninety? Is that is that what I'm supposed to do? Here? <laughs> frogs by it 90, feels good, doesn't go. no, it? So legitimately, he's been saying this for like two weeks. Like he he really is. He's convicted in this take. I okay, let's do that. Let's do that. Convince me of that. Convince me of that. Why is TCU going to beat Michigan? All right. First off, Michigan plays football where in the big up team. north and they unserious football. Unserious ass football. I don't care about no rivalry at Ohio State, any of that what shit. What positions is TCU better at than Michigan? I'll give you one of them quarterback. Quarterback. Wide receiver. You better. Wide receiver. Wide receiver. Running, they are better running than back with Corum out. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cornerback. Wait, no. Hold on. I'm not going to say running back with corner because that yeah, Edwards kid no, was, was He's phenomenal. good, but he I'm ain't Kendrick Miller. He's not Kendrick Miller. He's got good. the best running back in the conference. People forget that. Hold on, the what? That's what I've been trying to tell y'all. I've been trying to tell y'all that for three or four weeks. Is there another? Is there another solid, solid running back in the conference? I can't really remember. Not really, dude. Not really. There's a really good freshman. Where else? The highlight, the highlight of Bijan's experience is going to be being the MVP of the Alamo Bowl a couple years ago. So good for him. That's <laughs> the best Alamo, and he won't even be the best, the best Alamo, Bowl, Alamo Bowl player to not play in the Alamo Bowl again this year. He's coming I back. Want, I want all things come back to Texas play, every play day in the Alamo up. Bowl. <laughs> so okay, if I can see that they're better at running back than y'all special teams, TCU is better at. At quarterback, wide receiver, running back. Cornerback. Let me tell you the one position Michigan is better at. Not the trenches. No way. No. The only position that Michigan is better at is wearing khakis. That's it. Okay, one of these teams isn't coached by a Harbaugh. And that's only because and that's only because Gary Patterson's gone. Gary Patterson can wear the hell out of the khakis. He will wear the hell out of the khakis. If y'all if y'all are telling me, if if you can convince me otherwise that Michigan is going to be better on both sides of the line, then I think that determines the game. It I does. I think that is the game. I, it Michigan often does. Is, or, TCU is better on the outside, but I think that the discrepancy between the trenches of Michigan and TCU is going to be too large and they're going to be able to bully them down the field because of that. <laughs> and I don't, I haven't seen TCU play a team like that because certain teams, even though Texas has a pretty good defense, I'll take our defense. Uh, they definitely were better. Like we, we were not so much better than them in the trenches that we could dominate the game. And plus, we had a quarterback who was just like out to lunch for all four quarters of the game. Which is- Parker, where is y'all's defense scheme? Had twenty yards. What formations do y'all? under Gillespie runs a three-three-five now. Um, but that's okay. a four, right. that's that's a personnel grouping. It's not really they like had, a scheme. They had Quint in hell with that three three five. In I mean, hell with that. So what, what's the big? I mean, issue? I've seen Quint in hell about with blocking a three, three four, a four three. <laughs> you guys, nickel, when you guys talk defense. at the same time, I can't hear you. <laughs> I mean, I think so, I, I think the, the point show. that we're trying to make right now is that having having Quint in hell is not really a high benchmark. Like that's just kind of mm-hmm. a. Quinn's in hell whenever he's asked to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Like it, that, Quinn, Quinn lives in this stream. perpetual state of hell, you know. So look, three three five, right? Yeah. What's the hard thing with blocking the three three five? Okay, the hard thing is that the interior uh, in the run game specifically, the interior is not making tackles. So like Dom Williams, freshman, freshman nose tackle, big old dude, has really come out of nowhere and filled a huge need for TCU. He is not going to be on the stat line almost at all. Because his job is to soak up the A gaps. And then Horton and Cooper on the outside are soaking up the B gaps. It's called the spill and kill. And they're pushing him outside. So what you got to watch for is not those guys. Like, one, you need to create separation inside to try and just get that run. Uh, get, uh, excuse me, get that um, 
scheme off its game of of kind of collapsing the gaps. But what you got to watch out for is like uh, D. Winters and Mark Perry off the outside are super athletic guys. And the job is just like go tackle the running back in space. So like against Deuce Vaughn, very hard. Doesn't work super well. Definitely have some problems there. We saw there. that. We saw your man was in yeah. hell out there in space. Uh, we saw but yeah, dude, Mark Perry, I felt so bad for him because Johnny <laughs> Hodges was out. So like they asked Mark Perry to do so much. And it's like, dude, no, that's that happens to everyone. Everyone who's in that position right there, that's happening too. You just found yourself in that position. Uh, but yeah, he absolutely got I don't cooked. think I would have so, but I'm different. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But again, you, you bring up my point of why Michigan is going to struggle. They're going to be out in space with athletes. Michigan isn't known for having – they have great physical big lines. I, I know that. I've watched that. I see that. But when you ask those guys to go block in space, it is totally different, and that is going to throw off their schemes. That's going to throw off them getting to the second level because you've got to get to the second level but, and stay there. And but, I don't see it. Can, can I, but can I add, like, doesn't, doesn't – I don't know enough about this stuff to know this, but doesn't Ohio State challenge you to, to – to, to, to not defend in space, in space. like doesn't Ohio State do that? Not, Michigan, not in the second half, they Michigan whip their ass. Like, yep. so I mean, like, while I appreciate that notion of defending in space, that's fucking Ohio State right there. Ohio State is all about space. But they're soft. And, I, and I think that the reality is that Michigan is super versatile in running zone and gap schemes, but they run gap schemes a lot. And gap schemes are designed to put their, well, I'll say superior offensive linemen in a position to move the interior of TCU's line on angles. And that's going to, that's going to be a game changer. There is just kind of the, yeah. the geometry is going to change and it's going to come down to a push. And that certainly favors Michigan. I think TCU, TCU by the 21 the now. Dog. Evan, you don't think that. Even I though do Duggan does TCU have that is. dog in him. I, think, I can't slam dude, Duggan after that game. But. I think as as one of the longest-suffering yeah. Max Duggan defenders, it has just been so, oh, so great this season to see, like, hey, so all bad. you have to do, all you have to do is set him up for success, and the kid's going to take you there. Let him cook. Just let him cook. Let, him cook. let Max cook. He I, – I didn't really know about the story of him – having heart surgery or whatever, and now I'm going to embellish and lie. I'm going to say it was open heart surgery. Let's just take it there. Ten hours but, um, on the floor. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he died twice, story. actually. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. thank God no, he super, came back. Super crazy. And, like, I mean, honestly, it was kind of a thing that, like, a positive that came out of, like, COVID screening stuff because he just had a heart condition and they didn't know about it and there was no symptoms. Yeah. And they were like mm-hmm. – Oh, if you get in the wrong situation, like you could die immediately. And so it was easy enough to just like fix it, but it's still, I mean, heart surgery and out. And then he played the second half of the Iowa State game like six weeks later. Just crazy. How do you think it's going to feel when uh, uh, Heisman candidate Max Duggan ends up with zero championships and uh, super champion Stetson Bennett ends up with two championships? Is that going to hurt? Dude, is that going to be (laughs) honestly, I'm just glad that I'll know that I can buy a Kia in Georgia from a reliable source in the future. (laughs) Stetson Bennett is going to be that man who's going to hook me up with a deal. He's going to give me a low interest rate. And I know they're going to hook me up with that lifetime oil change. I'm excited about it. He's going to be great. He's got a very trustworthy face. I trust Stetson Bennett. So I would be a great car salesman. He really would look like somebody. I stole this from somebody. Somebody tweeted this that he looked like he was like one of those adults that they cast to look too old in like a high school Disney movie where you're like, yeah. oh, you're a union actor. That's why they don't have a kid there. Yeah. He doesn't look he doesn't look as trustworthy with his haircut down though. That's true. So uh, where where else are we gonna take the TCU? We wanna talk about their season a little bit. We wanna talk more about the Michigan I w- game. I would like to know so we so talk about the recruiting class. So, that recruiting so, class is still not looking like it should at the so moment. So, Parker, I've got a question. I've got a question about that 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 fourth quarter, the overtime against Kansas State. And speaking as a team that has struggled with game-winning opportunities on the two-yard line against the team, <laughs> team you know, I, I understand your pain there. Did they intentionally not run Duggan because the dude was exhausted? Or like, what? Was, I think that was, was a consideration. The, yeah. Okay. Um, I think that. Um, especially once they got to overtime, but even even a little bit pregame not playing Johnny Hodges and limiting Quentin Johnson's snaps, TCU said it would be fun to play for a Big 12 championship, but this is not our end-all be-all, and it's not worth yeah. getting Max injured no, here, which I think there's that's arguable, that right? You could say, like, undefeated Big 12 championship and don't and and you don't have your quarterback for the playoff. Like, 
who uh, that, that might be worth it. I don't know. But right. I think that's what they thought. So they ran that first play to Kendra and said, our guy is great after contact. He knows that he's going to get that. They went for it on fourth down, which I like the aggressiveness. The game needed to end. Um, and the reason they ran it to Kendra again is that on that play, they didn't review the first touch, the the, the first almost touchdown, touchdown or whatever. Um, that was a touchdown. I, it looked like it, but I don't know if the angle was right, whatever. I I, I don't know. I, I just wish they had been clearer about like, hey, we reviewed it and said no, because they didn't say anything about that. Right. What happened is Kansas State's nose guard went down and was injured. So they brought in a backup who hadn't played a snap all night. And so I think TCU said, okay, we almost got in the last one. They're bringing in a backup. We can get a push on this guy. I don't know mm-hmm. if that was smart, but it's at least like, it makes sense. Um, I would have rather yeah. had the ball in Max's hands. Yeah. Um, or, or run something like that first touchdown that they ran. They ran this beautiful like orbit return motion with Tay Barber and just threw it to him wide open in the flat. I would have loved like your strength is Max Duggan's cool under calm and Garrett Riley's offensive mind. I would have liked to see that when the chips were. Yeah, down. you take all that mm-hmm. away, right? Yeah, it makes sense. Did you ever, did you ever believe the rumors that were coming out that uh, Jimbo was going to steal your offensive coordinator when that when that buzz was going around? Did you believe it at all? Uh, no, 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 he doesn't. He didn't want to do that. Um, he, he, I believe that he thought it was, and it's, it's a little more serious. Like he considered it, but he decided this is probably not best for my professional situation. I, I mean, it's probably think he not best for his emotional situation him. either. Speaking from personal experience, yeah. like, you know, just, you got to protect your heart and that's not a good place to be. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Can I talk a little bit? about recruiting uh, uh evan i don't know if you know this but uh texas currently has three players that are number one at their positions coming in uh next year uh, oh thank god y'all got some good this. players finally i was gonna say man it's been a long time <laughs> it's been a, texas long time. a couple recruits away for years you know you honestly you would really say that texas is back really we may as well say <laughs> it now we may as well yeah, it's true. Uh, I just wanted to talk a little bit about the TCU recruiting class, which currently has 15 three-stars. Uh, how do you support such poverty on this level that there's 15 three-stars? <laughs> this is a Baylor-like recruiting class, un- unacceptable on any level, but it is the number 17 class in the nation. Uh, um, is it, look, man, that is, that, is some, that is some 2004 mindset. You were stuck in the talk past. The transfer talk portal is open, dude. There you go. Talk to him. <laughs> Look, man, you can't you can't just be trolling Texas high school and losing battles to USC and Florida and stuff. Like you got to go find some guys, and and the portal's open, man. Um, if you TCU look at the station. There's a lot of players, like a ton there's of players. There's a lot of players, and there some of those players are directly coming over. <laughs> see, um, see, the joke's on you. They're no longer in yeah. college stations. You're gonna have to look back at their hometowns now because they are no longer <laughs> in this. <Right>. Town. <laughs> <laughs> they have evacuated the city. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, Since we know you love stats, can I just ask you, do you have any nasty stats about like Auburn football? Did you watch it? Did I watch Did Auburn football? Watch no, it? I don't hate myself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I did actually because I love I love disaster football. I think that when when, when yeah, anything too, can brother, happen, football is in a good spot. So <laughs> we're just like, dude. Robbie Ashford is trying his damnedest. What he's trying to do, I don't know, but he is trying his damnedest to do it. He's trying, bro. Um, he's trying. All right, let's look at pre-Auburn, pre-Iron Bowl stats, because I haven't pulled anything for uh, Auburn since because they haven't played a game. We ran bad. a lot of yards, the most ever against um, the Saban team. Let's please have some credit here. <laughs> Wait, that's true, right? That's like a true stat. 100% true stat. <laughs> don't 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 look at anything else but we did run for the most against the saving saving ever oh my gosh Bama's dead. Um, auburn this season i had them ranked 103rd on offense uh, 123rd in epa per pass every time that auburn attempted a pass they decreased they, got they decreased their expected value by 0.24 points almost a quarter yeah. of a point in negative value every time they passed uh in terms of finishing drives i have the 93rd so a quality possession is when you get a first down across the 40 right expected points there is like five uh auburn averaged 3.6 barely just better than a field goal when they got a first down inside the opponent's every 40 i Um, like stats i like stats now these are great What's really that funny that I love this is like my this is like my proselytization of like here's we need to understand football better. Auburn's defense, 25th in EPA per pass allowed. That's very good. Auburn's run defense, 99th in EPA per pass allowed. So there's like a huge split there. 
which doesn't mean that their passing defense is really good. It means that their run defense was so bad that no one passed it unless it was like third and 19 and they didn't have to. They could just run over you. So your pass defense looks better because no one has to pass against you except an obvious pass. This is now my favorite segment ever. So Um, if if you're looking at stats and you consider that last year Auburn won six games and this year they won five games, and then you look last year and Alabama won 13, but currently they have 10, who regressed more? It's, it is okay to regress after you win a conference. There is nothing wrong. That's with a that. great step right there, Pablo. You want to talk about a fucking step? That's a step. What a great way to think about football, um, brother. We have to think outside the box around these parts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Parker, can okay. I ask you? Go ahead. I'm going to say that I'm going to say that Auburn regressed more. Because oh, Auburn started happen. the season, he couldn't no. just lean into Four, five, the fucking six bit. And, I knew it. Six and two is it because they hired Hugh Freeze. Oh, <laughs> and yes. then they went zero and five. Yes. That was last year. Um, I actually got kicked off an Auburn space this January nice. because I just went in. I was like, "Hey, Brian Harson has lost X number of one score games. Are you telling me that if he's he hadn't bad. done like three games better, you wouldn't be happy to have him back?" And they were not. They just, did, they just didn't match my energy. It wasn't. It yeah. wasn't a great, uh, great fit. They were yeah. trying to get him the fuck out of there, brother. Uh, Dude, they were I doing should, some crazy stuff. I should jump into a little bit of news as we transition. Uh, Mike Can we Leach. get one more stat? Oh, never mind, go. <laughs> Cut his ass off. <laughs> you want to give us a stat? Uh, anyway, uh, Mike Leach uh, passed away. It was very uh, sudden. Uh, I think he had a heart attack. So Mike Leach has passed away at the age of 61. So obviously we should have a little conversation about Mike Leach, who might have changed football more than anybody who's ever lived in the past 30 to 40 years. Just yeah. be- Like he's changed football more than Nick Saban, which is crazy because he's never worked at a – at a blue chip school. He's never worked at a big university. He did it kind of on the edges and still was able to impact the game in such a way. And he changed the game that we're watching now kind of forever. So if y'all want to talk about Mike Leach for a little bit. Yeah. He uh, changed it at every level. Uh, Why don't we just go around and say our favorite Mike Leach in game moment? Uh, String, teach, blah. You want to go first? First of all, Mike Leach has had Texas in hell a whole bunch of times, (laughs) including the Crabtree game. But my, also, first off, Whole Texas bunch. Tech still owes Mike Leach money. I just want to say that. Yeah, they do. And that's a damn uh, shit. They, they yeah. do. Oh yeah. They never yeah. paid up that contract after they got rid of that. No, they said lawyer yeah. up, and he lawyered up, and has still been fighting it in court. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But it's been. It's obviously uh, everybody always talks about the oh, the Texas story. This is my favorite because Texas actually won the game. But when uh, Mike Leach was at Oklahoma. He left, uh, like he made a fake play sheet and left it where Texas would see it, mm. knowing that they would see it and think they had his plays. Uh, game starts, they go up 17-0 very easily because we think we know what plays they're running. They're just running everything to the opposite. So he had Texas looking very stupid for a little while. But Texas did come back and triumph and win that game, by the way. I always want the record mm. to show that. But that is like peak leech, right? He He's just – there's nobody has ever existed like it in college football. And he's like a – you know – you. He always was at a smaller school, and he had to find a way to win with those kind of athletic disadvantages. Yeah. With those, he doesn't have the same athletes, so it's like, how do I finesse this in a way that I can go win? And they always gave Texas trouble because when when somebody just doesn't care about stats, like Mike Leach famously does not give a shit about stats at all. He's just like, I don't care what the stats tell me. Like I'm gonna throw the ball 65 times a game. Mm-hmm. And stop, stop it 65 times. It's mm-hmm. impossible. I'm going to have five receivers out there. I'm going to have a quarterback who it can get make the reads as fast as possible, and you're never going to be able to cover the guys as fast enough for me to make a play. So mm-hmm. he found a way to spread all these teams out, and he had a lot of really big teams and a lot of great defensive minds and absolute help because they had never really seen anything like it before. Guys mm-hmm. out there don't know how to respond when you gotta got to – drop back in the pass coverage 60 times in the game it's just like it's just not natural or it wasn't at the time yeah one of my least favorite things about when someone dies unexpectedly or someone beloved passes away is you get these chodes who are like well if you think this person passing away is sad listen to the three worst things i know about them and i feel like there's been like a little bit of a little bit of that and like there 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 is like a space for nuance about you know someone's life but uh, i feel like you haven't seen a ton of that with him and uh I think you've seen an overwhelming, honestly, more more than normal amount of people be like, listen to this crazy story that happened with me and this guy and how he was like so in the moment with me. And, you know, I never told anyone because it was such a special moment for us. And uh, it's it's been cool. It's, it's been 
it's been nice to see people give someone flowers they deserve. And it's always like a reminder that you want to give those out when you can rather than unexpectedly having to, you know, um, my favorite Mike Leach thing is that when he finally became a head coach in the SEC, he threw for the most goddamn yards anyone ever has, like in his first SEC <laughs> game ever. I'm not sure if they won or not, but I know he did that. Uh, they beat LSU. Right, they man, beat like, LSU's really, ass, brother. They beat LSU. Yeah, yeah. LSU, and then they didn't have – I think they had one more passing touchdown the rest of the SEC yeah, season because Carl Pellini doesn't know how to coach yeah. defense. That's, that's the, that's the Mike No, it's still cool. Like, it was awesome. It was a great debut, yeah, but it was the, very – there's there's the Mike Leach But it's crazy. Like, he really – he really did change the game and he has been for decades, right? He was, he was continuing to do so up until he right. passed. Um, mm-hmm. you know, every coach who isn't in the saving tree is damn near almost in the leech tree. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. The, how many people the dude in there. flipped the game on its head and it's there's like he, multiple uh, different styles of football that can be traced right back to his weird ass brain. It's awesome. Like the, the top, brain. I think it was the last 14 <laughs> years, if I remember correctly, the last like 14 years, the top passing offense in 10 of those was either Mike Leach, a guy that coached with Mike Leach, or a guy that played for Mike Leach. Like, that's mm. insane. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. yeah. Same thing if you look at the all-time pass, like passers. Like, you go, look, there's is a, there's a either coached by Mike Leach or they're coached by a disciple of Mike Leach or, you know, they're pretty much the only people that are not in the Mike Leach uh, way one line or other, like those Hawaii years when Timmy Chan was there. And they threw for like nine bajillion yards. But literally, you the way that football is played now, it's like these teams are out there spreading it out. And, and people have always all adopted the leechism. Even the most, you know, conservative run the ball. Even at Pitt, they run the spread sometimes. That should never happen. Pitt mm-hmm. knows everyone won the spread. But it's like that's ingrained. Every every college has a spread package that looks like something that Mike Leach was out there doing first. And so, uh, you know. And he, and he coached in the three biggest conferences. He coached in – we coached all over the place, but he coached in the Big 12, he coached in the SEC, and he coached in the Pac-12, arguably your three most important conferences, whether or not the ACC ever wants to contribute any good football. They so don't. And the Big Ten is boring, so they wouldn't. there was no space for Mike Leach in the Big Ten because they don't like to have fun over there. So no. he would never coach there. Yeah, but, uh, first- another another fun, fun stat is – Parker, so you know um, Josh Dub on Twitter, my good Auburn pal. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So he he tweeted earlier today that if you combine all of the passing yards from Mike Leach's career that he has coached, it's exactly sixty nine miles, which is super nice. Hell yeah, <laughs> yeah that's my kind of stats. Hey, you were talking. Yeah. Now my first oh, my first memory gosh. of Mike Leach was a was the first year that Stoops got to OU. It was nineteen ninety nine, and like again, Mike this Mike Leach has been a part of our collective football like mental state for 20 plus years and A&M beaten A&M beaten OU the year before pretty badly and then we get Stoops out there and I think A&M was a top 15 team and you know surprise surprise we let everybody down but like we get out there and and, and Mike Leach is the Mike Leach is the offensive coordinator for, for for OU and they run this incredibly simple incredibly frustrating package where they split the tackles out wide it was basically Emery and Henry and so they had two, ta- they had a, you know a center and two guards, right? And they put the tackles out wide, and they put the wide receivers behind the tackles, right? And so then basically they would just pass, you know, chuck the ball over to the wide receiver, and then blow the guy off the line. And the wide receiver would go up there and go make a play. And if that didn't work, like if you took your defensive lineman and split them out to the outside to cover the wide receiver, they just hand the ball to I think Quentin Griffin was his name, their little short running back that they had back then. And he would just go right up the field for 15 yards, and they whipped our ass 51 to six that day. I will never. That was my first experience with Mike Leach, and it like it was one of those things where I'm like, I have legitimately never. I mean, our offense, we were an RC Slocum team back then. It was three yards in a cloud of dust. I had legitimately never in my life seen an offense like that, and like I still that still gives me nightmares. Neither had R.C. Slocum. Yeah, neither had R.C. Slocum, and he probably still has nightmares too. <laughs> so it's a it, let's see, this look. It's a shame. That is just cool, though. I mean, he's had a lot of cool stories, and it, like it really is a shame that like you hear all these things after somebody dies. But yeah. I mean, he has had so many things. It's just like like it's. I I don't read books, <laughs> so but it's really made me want to like get his book and and actually read it. Like it's it's just I mean what an intriguing guy. Like I'm sure y'all saw I don't know if y'all saw or not, but Cole Kublik tweeted the other day 
that before Mississippi State and Auburn played, that was that was Cadillac's first game after they had fired Harson. Obviously, mm-hmm. Cadillac's never even been close to being in that position. He comes up to Cole before the game, and he's like, hey, man, like you played at Auburn, right? And he's like, yes, sir, I did. You know, He's like, well, I need you to introduce me to Cadillac so we can like make this handshake as easy as possible because he's got enough shit going on. And like just to think about yeah. that, you know, like even before a game and just like that's clearly the kind of dude he was, just like all these stories we're hearing like that. Definitely. Uh, rest in peace to a legend, uh, Mike Leach. I'll jump around to some other news. Uh, since we've last recorded, Caleb won the Heisman. Uh, we knew Caleb was going to win the Heisman. Caleb did indeed win the Heisman, and he wore a ugly-ass suit. That's a terrible That's suit. Um, oh, my gosh. The suit was awful. Something we've talked about. We've talked about this like 10 times now, but we're going to talk about it one more time. Oklahoma fans thought they were better off without a they future they Heisman winner. <laughs> they knew they were better off. They knew they were Such better an off. unserious fan base. Uh-huh. They deserve Speaking nothing. Of spaces, like, I feel like Parker talked about spaces. Have you ever experienced the Oklahoma space? Just admitting to familial racism all oh. over them spaces. Dude, dude, I don't, I don't even mess with it anymore. I, like, block some of the big players, whatever. After the um, college, world, college baseball world series where I had projected the outcome correctly, but also just releasing odds – they um, found it and just started getting gross. And like on discord, people who lived in Fort worth were talking about having seen me around town and like where they could find me and shit. And I was like, dude, uh, this is not nasty. funny internet banner. You guys have what some serious that? problems. I'm not involved in this anymore. For placing odds on a win. Of course, Oklahoma fans would feel slighted that their odds weren't in <laughs> right. their favor, dude. A fucking Shut up, course science, bitch. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And it was just like, at first I engaged, like, okay, we're going back and forth. That's fine. I can dish it out. And then right. it was like, oh, this became real bad real quick. I don't want to be involved in this. What so, is it? Is it is uh, yeah, it I, stay, I stay out of that, that section of Twitter. Is it super bad where Danny McBride says, I don't know what you're saying, so I'm just going to assume it's an insult and whoop your ass. Yeah. That's like that's like all of Oklahoma's ethos. <laughs> that was a good one. That was a good rap. <laughs> Dude, they oh, fucking uh... stink, and they're going to keep stinking, and they're going to stink when they get to the SEC, and they're going to be Nebraska, but they're going to – and they're still to this day begging for money. Begging for money on the internet. I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to talk about how they had their cream and whatever that cream fund is. Cream and cream. for money. I got a cream fund. It's, like, it's a little different. Cream fund. And one of their fans was like, you know what? This is embarrassing. Auburn raises money in 30 days and we still don't have like $100,000. <laughs> it's like, bro, bitches, go get the loan. Like, Eleven damn. and a half million dollar discrepancy in the same amount of time. Be honest, y'all. How long do you think how long do you think it'll be until they realize their best days are way behind them? It'll take them at least ten years. Oh, I okay. All right. I'm not trying experience. to th- I'm not trying to think about my life. Don't ask a question like that. <laughs> Jesus. At least they had some good days. Their Parker, best days. Parker, if you had to put odds on it, what would you say Oklahoma's <laughs> chances of being Nebraska in the SEC are? <laughs> yes. Um I think that that's like very legitimate if they can't figure out an identity very quickly. And like we we were talking about this with my, I was talking with my podcast co-host Grant the other day um, just about like, okay, Jackson Arnold's coming. Like maybe that's really what they needed is like five-star quarterback and it can get fit. Like I see a world where that's true. Um, And it could be like, Hey, 2020, (laughs) 2022 was like a bump in the road. It was a transition year. Lincoln Riley left in the dead of night and we just weren't ready and didn't have the foundations and we got things right. But it could also be like, hey, the foundation flooded and it cracked and us moving helped us discover like, oh, this house is screwed. Um, and I, I can see arguments for both of them. I think it's almost equal probability <laughs> that they'll go be a Missouri tier team in the in the Big Ooh, 12 or, like or, or worse, God. a Texas A&M oh, we go have them hill. And Missouri played for the <laughs> SEC title once. I mean. And uh, yeah. Incredible. Uh, a couple of other awards. Uh, Bijan, my perfect son, won the dope. Uh, Duggan won the Davy O'Brien. Okay, wait. Can I, I can I just jump in there? It's so do. unfair that Texas has Bijan mm-hmm. and Roshan and doesn't use both of them like a hundred times a game. Mm-hmm. Like either of those yeah, guys could start Sark. on like a hundred and twenty-five. 125 FBS schools. All you have to do is make sure Donovan Smith doesn't convert a fourth down, and then just literally run over Texas Tech. And you're in the Big 12 championship this year. And they just 
They just didn't do it against TCU. They just didn't do it. What are you doing? It was Texas really State. windy. Hey, hey, I don't hey, know hey. if you checked the weather. Hey, Parker, I'd like, to hear some stats. The wind. I'd like to hear some stats about Texas. Do you have any stats about Texas? Preferably <laughs> non-flattering uh, ones. Start with the rush defense stats, because yes. I once told yeah. a lie about a stat, and now I need somebody to kind of back it up, please. Okay, Texas is playing Washington, so I'm going to my stat. And again, I'm just plugging my stuff here. If you want to find a you game like a bowl game preview, great. Just thread. Google. You can just search on Twitter. Like one, it's pinned on my tweet, but also you can just like search Texas versus Washington from Stats of War, and it'll pull. It'll, I'm gonna send it, it to um, the group chat to all of y'all. It's a great thread. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Uh, I'm gonna bet Texas's my life away. offense is 11th in success rate, averaging mm. 45.3. But they're 44th in explosiveness. So, congrats. You can get three yards, but you can never get 10 or 15 yards. Oh, um, that's because our quarterback can't throw it more than. Oh, well. no. They this is so spicy. Here's they it. Here it is. They can't get 10 oh, or 15 yards because he's really good at throwing the 18 yards or 20 yards. He's going to overthrow. <laughs> so, you know. Quinn, Quinn Ewers, when you need to throw. Uh, an 18-yard pass, he can throw an 18-yard pass. When you need to throw a 30-yard pass, he can throw an 18-yard pass. When you need to throw a 6-yard pass, he can throw an 18-yard pass. <laughs> Sounds about right. He's a baby. Uh, Texas, number 10 on early downs EPA. So first and second downs, open Ooh. football, 10th in the nation. That's great. Setting up for really easy, manageable third downs, right? No. no. 102nd and third and fourth oh, down so this success. Is one thing 30. I was Sean Robinson is in your backfield, and you're converting 37 percent of third is, and fourth down that is so i don't know a shark 100 and second so, that's oh, you know, yeah i don't know if you can you, you know, can uh, differentiate this go ahead go ahead string no i was just gonna talk shit i was gonna be like you know it's weird like you would think that they you know, I, I had heard some rumors about their their coach being some sort of an offensive genius but that doesn't really you know they seem like they were more of a defensive <laughs> okay, focus I say the thing about your coach there. brother i heard the same thing about your coach hey we ain't talking in about the, my coach. in the my interest of um, a couple years ago your coach ain't done shit Bama. come on now oh my gosh my coach won an orange ball again sad flexes <laughs> hey, for you hey, tonight again focus focus in the, interest, in the interest of pointing out um, that every fan base has moron crazy fans, there I got yelled at in a space by a TCU fan who I've never interacted with. But it was like, sure, you can talk, like whatever. Because he was like, would you rather have Steve Sarkeesian or Sonny Dykes right now? Sonny Dykes. And I was like, okay, well, I like Sark's offensive mind. Clearly he has a pedigree. He's done all this. Sonny Dykes, really his biggest wins were TCU and kind of a bad spot for TCU. I'm nervous about his ability to build a program at a power five thing. He's doing a great job this year. I want to see what he does in the future. And this guy just like went off and then got in my DMs like all caps boomer being like Steve Sarkeesian is a joke. Sonny Dykes is the best coach of whatever. Like the most aggressive anti-Steve yeah. Sarkeesian stance I think I've ever seen on the internet from someone being like, hey, SMU's coach who just took the TCU job is demonstrably the best coach and Steve Sarkeesian couldn't win. I like New that Mexico. guy. What's his at? We well, should that, invite him on. I like that. That was my burner account. That was my burner account, brother. <laughs> that was me. I'm sorry. Does he have a newsletter so ask... subscribe to? Parker, so I was going to ask you, so with Texas being number two, because I had looked at this earlier, being number two on the percent first downs on first and second, but then 102nd on the third and fourth down success. Is that the greatest discrepancy in all of the land? No, I mess. I got to fix this this off season. Cause this is on me. Multiple people have pointed this out. Cause there's some discrepancies. Those stats go together. So this is me presenting information poorly. That first stat, the percent of first and second downs on or the first downs on first and second downs is like third down avoidance rate. Right. Right. So right. That, no, goes in, that, that goes in. That goes in well with. Okay, okay. Just making sure. Someone else had said something about it recently, and and, I, and maybe I just uh, transposed that question. Yeah, out yeah. You. That's that's getting um, a first and so, second down on, or getting a first down on first or second down versus right. Just the right. comparison of getting a third or fourth down. It's a huge like discrepancy. I think it does speak a lot about Quinn Ewers or when Hudson Card was playing because if you're really good on early downs and you avoid third downs, then the only third downs you're going to find yourself in are bad third downs when you've like struggled early on. And so it's like, oh, okay, we can't really, we don't have a reliable bailout option on third down because all the third downs, like plausibly we could have converted, you know, second, uh, uh, third and three more often, but we were facing like third and nine and and had some trouble there. But that's a huge discrepancy. That's probably one of the bigger ones just because their early downs offense was so good. Was so good, yeah. Um, there's a report that Texas and OU might jump 
to the SEC a year early in 2024. That's happening. I know they report that like every three months, but it looks like there's a lot of smoke there. Uh, we'll see if Oklahoma has the money by the time it's time to make the jump. Uh, that's always a little question. Timmy. You're not getting what you want for Christmas because of the cream fund. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Oh man! Oh, uh, Stanford tried to hire Jason Garrett, and he told them no. Is that a bad sign for Stanford football stream? I, 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 I like. It. I heard they hired. I a heard that Stanford, coach, though, right? I can't remember who they. Yeah, had. from Sac yeah, State. Yeah, they, they hired. Yeah, they hired I heard coach. Jason Garrett was on campus, and they wouldn't let him in the stadium. They didn't know who he was. Like uh, the security guards, no right, one was aware so. that he was going to come like tour the stadium, he does, and he like couldn't like get that's in. A perfect he, Stanford. He's very much a generic <laughs> white man. Really, he's, he's a generic white man. Of course, they don't think that. But like this dude doesn't look like anything. Can you guys? Can you guys they tell me one to... one good thing Jason Garrett has done as a head football coach? He claps really well, like Mac Brown. Okay, like, can someone tell me two things? Two Mac things he's Brown. done as a head coach then. He got Ezekiel Elliott cooking in my fantasy football a few years ago, and that's all about right. all I can say. All right. I'm they walked you. up to Jason Garrett on campus and said, excuse he's, me, like, what software developer are you here with? And yeah, he said, exactly. what? And they kicked him he's off He's in campus. his 50s, he and he's a, got a full like head a, of hair, so that, that's something. Like, that's impressive. Well, and it, to <laughs> be fair to Stanford's football department, you know, Jason Garrett was over at that pro, pro free speech closed conference, and he just kind of snuck uh, out between sections. And, he looks like a Boston Dynamics robot that just like got out <laughs> and he's just wandering around. Uh, on more more news in the space of, of movement, uh, the UC Board of Regents has cleared UCLA to join the Big Ten. Not that we thought that so would weird. happen, but it has happened. And the new, there's going to be a new NCAA president. Um, the current Massachusetts governor <laughs> is going to be the new NCAA president. <laughs> He's also never had a job in football before. What exactly is happening? Or worked at a college, or worked in athletics, or worked in anything along those lines. No, they know because they he know has what's a job coming. Already, I don't He's think it's a coincidence. A sitting governor. I don't think it's a coincidence. They announced that news of him being the president, and then later in the day, all these things are coming out about. USC and the case coming about the NCAA yep. and the athletes and the labor law. I, I think it's pretty obvious what's going on there and what the NCAA stance is about to be. How do you feel when you live in a state and your governor is like, oh, yeah, by the way, I'm also the new NCAA president. No worries, guys. I'm still going to do my work. I'm still going to work full time as your governor, but I'm also going to uh, work with NCAA. Yep. Politics, Jason, baby. Awkward. Jason Garrett has also- had one winning football season as a head coach, and it was. <laughs> It was Dak and Zeke's fresh rookie year at the Cowboys. They went 13 He was cooking. He was an assistant at a Miami with Saban in 05. Oh, wow. Bad coaching oh, that's interesting. Sorry, maybe I just zoned out. The governor of Massachusetts was at Saban in 05? Or? <laughs> yes, <No>. correct. <laughs> that was Again, he's part, of the, he's part of the Saban tree of governance. Uh, so, you know, the tree is sprouting out. Yep. Same thing. The old, the old Bill Weld uh, air, air yeah, exactly, tree. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that was that was actually Bill. Bill Weld was the old Massachusetts governor. It's fine. It was it was funny. Why do you know that, Parker? Why? I didn't get. My Massachusetts history is not that great. <laughs> uh, uh, Pablo mentioned it, but uh, USC or the uh, National Labor, Labor Relations Board is bringing a lawsuit on behalf of uh, USC students. And basically, the argument in the lawsuit is that uh, the students are employees. Obviously, right now they're not seen as employees under the law, at least. So this lawsuit is pretty huge, and Pablo just alluded to it with a change at the leadership at the top. This is going to obviously be something that's a big deal, especially with new NIL rules. And the more that it becomes professionalized, the more the better the arguments are going to be in these cases that these students are not uh, contractors or they're not students; they're employees, and this is a business. So. Uh, the NCAA is fucked on that, but we already we, we know the day is coming. Uh, we know the day is coming, and the, and the day you act like you're some kind of lawyer or something. I know. Do you, what do you know about this? Do you buy into the theory that the SEC and the Big Ten are just trying to do a mass enough to break off? It's like it's what is it like re re realign and then re, yeah. re, and then oh, I forget the phrase is, but it's entirely. like there, yeah, there's yeah. definitely going to be a time where the where the conferences just take everything away and they branch apart from the NCAA because well, like they, they asked are, Greg Sankey, "Do you want to be in charge of the NCAA?" and he was like, "No." Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Like he like, clearly has no, something going you're on. You're better yeah. positioned. Yeah. No, it is going to be some interesting. Point, at some point, the NCAA is not going to be like they're going to exist, 
over college sports still, but they're not. Football is going to be something completely separate. Like it's going to happen. That's going to be certain. I don't want that because then we may have like two different titles, and then you're going to have like a random fan of like Oregon State saying like, "Oh, we were the national champs." Hey, Aggies are awesome. Aggies have been inventing titles for the last thirty years. Nothing will really change. The only way we can get. I love that. We should go back to bowl anarchy. Don't do that, man. Like you know, like. No, that's take a title. If you win your conference and you win your bowl game, national title. Claim it. I Who cares? It. Whatever. You heard it here first, folks. You heard it here first. Love it. Absolutely love it. Uh, what else? What other news do I have? Uh, Aggie almost hired Bobby. Oh, no, I was so never. I was so the interesting. Uh, so I don't. I don't believe that that was ever an option. The connection there is that Jimbo's chief of staff is Mark Robinson, and he worked with Petrino for five years. And so I think that he were trying to like. I think it was one of two things: either he, either Petrino was trying to get his name out there, or maybe we actually did consider hiring him, and so they leaked it just to see how the fan base would react. And let me tell you, the fan base melted down, and so that did not happen. So, <laughs> yeah, it was very nasty that Petrino turned A and M down just to, just to go know, for but, the same but, job. Hey, yes, hey, he, he, the same he job. Took you that's crazy. job over Petrino, where do you think you'd rather live, College Station, Texas, or Las Vegas? Tell me that. He made a lifestyle oh, choice, and I that's respect him okay, living in accordance with his point. values. Like that's a good Scott point. Satterfield took a pay cut to go to Cincinnati. I'm thinking we're a similar situation. Like Bobby Petrino kind of got voluntold yeah. to go take the uh, UNLV yeah. job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, what else? Uh, Drew Brees is going to be an interim assistant coach for Purdue in their that's bowl game. That's pretty cool. That's pretty which, cool, actually. Which means that he can, he can go recruit. Like, he can actually yeah, go on the recruiting waiver. trail. Yeah, that's crazy. And so, like, that, that's pretty doesn't crazy. have recruits. Why are we even hey, lying about this? What? They just, uh, <laughs> speaking of Mike Leach and connecting back, they just hired Graham Harrell as their offensive coordinator. Oh, wow. I didn't oh, know what you just did. Yep. What is what person they get, doing? Watch out, two stars. Y'all about to get flipped. <laughs> uh, Fox News put out a, a report today. That they are, are like a way too early Heisman predictions, and they predict that Fox Shabir Sports, Sanders, not Fox News. Yeah, Fox Sports. 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 No, 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 that is a Freudian. You're listening to Ben Shapiro slip. for your CFB that takes. That is a Freudian slip. Yeah, yeah that's a Freudian slip. Teams in the background right now got one. I've been watching got the, one TV on News I've been Max, watching the Rupert Murdoch documentary. This is ridiculous. That's nasty. Heisman polls. I've been watching the Rupert Murdoch documentary, so that's where that comes from. I'm sure it is. Fox Sports. Has put out well. This is some information, uh, and it came with Fox News, so that's why the slip happened. Because <laughs> Fox is telling everybody that Shakur, Shadur Sanders is going to win the Heisman with a Colorado team that won literally one game last year. That's not going to happen. No, uh, but Fox News is on Fox Sports is only <laughs> yeah. doing that to to put out misinformation to raise the ratings for their Jeez, broadcast. And this is very nasty, nasty. It stuff. is nasty. Jeez, with, what's with Breitbart saying? Pac-12 having the Fox contract, it's it's very disgusting. Seeing I don't know, man. I don't think it's an accident. And that, now I totally get it. I don't it. think that's an accident that T just talking Fox News and misinformation in the same sentence here. Like, I think that there's some Freudian slips going on. We got to find out where that dude was on January 6th. Him and Blah were. Yeah, he talked about a governor, and then now he's on I'm another you, Now man. he's on another world. <laughs> hey, to the FBI agent in the van in front of my house, I'm not a part of this. None of this is me. I'm just a guest on the podcast. <laughs> Look, I think he's a really good kid. And I saw really you wearing that Viking hat, Parker, without that shirt on in, in the hall in there. <laughs> <laughs> that was my cousin. We don't like talking about it. <laughs> but the speed of the game is going to be such a big thing yeah. for him, I think. And I just Man, don't I totally see... forgot who we're even Shadur, talking about. Uh, right Shadur, now. Who are you talking yeah. about? Shadur. Shadur. Dion's, oh, Dion's luggage. Dion's luggage. Like Louis. But, um. Yeah. Are we sure he's going? If I was him and this is my one chance to get away from my dad, just like any teenager would, I might I might kick the can down the road at a few other schools. I mean, does he have a choice? What if Dion doesn't want Dion. him at all? And Dion just wants to maximize his, his potential earnings and say, oh, I'm going to take him. And that makes some dumbass Nebraska booster give my kids seven figures to come play there. Hey, yep. Matt Roll could win a Heisman with that guy. Year two. Year um, two. <laughs> Signing day uh, is next week, a week from uh, today when we're recording. So I should give you some of uh, us are positioned little... better than others. <laughs> That's uh, true. I just how Miami currently has a top three, according to some of the rankings, has a top three recruiting class, even though they lost the Texas A&M <clears throat> and 
uh, MTSU. How the hey, hell is this happening? Even though they lost to Miami. To be clear, Miami was ranked at the time. So let's she put some respect on us. <laughs> at the time, baby. We had three ranked wins. They were ranked at the time. <laughs> I don't know how Miami is doing this. Uh, Crystal Ball is obviously recruiting very, very well. Uh, he still might be a fraud he's not coaching coach. Well. We don't know. <laughs> he always but they're doing well in recruiting. Also, another fraud who's another fraud who's doing maybe better in recruiting than you might think. Brett Venables yeah. in Oklahoma have a top ten recruiting class right now, too. right around it. Uh, yep. And they, you know, they they they've been out there getting some wins out there. It's you know they don't they're not recruiting like Texas, but then again they never do, and they're in the dirt anyway. So <laughs> I just thought it was very fascinating. But I do want to uh, pull up a couple teams that are in the chat. I already told you. That oh no. Seventeen. I told you that TC was number seventeen. It's very good recruiting class for them. Uh, let's look at what the where Baylor is in the recruiting ranking. Oh, oh yeah. so you were talking earlier about um, TCU having sixteen three stars. What's one way to top that? Seventeen, three eighteen stars. three stars. Come on to the floor, Evan. <laughs> well, and what's crazy is college football is so crazy because you definitely cannot win your conference unless you get a top ten recruiting class. There's <laughs> there's some science behind that. Honestly, if we're looking at the history of the Big 12, the recent history, someone said getting a top 10 recruiting class is a bad omen. It's a bad omen. Uh, Something to think Baylor's about. Actually, uh, on the side I'm looking at, Baylor's actually number 19, which is only two. Well, so I'm telling you, dude, we're getting good players in here. It's a big deal. We need to win, yeah. so we got to get big big recruiting classes. You can't win without them. Uh, I got to scroll down very far, but Auburn <laughs> has the number 42 class in the nation. Golly. Uh, yeah, let's, they have let's put, some, they let's can put some context on here. Let's put some context on this. <laughs> What's the context, brother? So we all know that's not where they're going to end up because this is a sheer volume thing right now. How do we know that? Because we don't look know at that. look at Duke. Phones got shipped yesterday. Look at Duke. That's at forty-one with twenty-six commits. Auburn has thirteen commits. It's a volume thing right now. Auburn will end up in the top twenty or so, depending on how we get a couple of these flips. And also, the number one quarterback in the portal. Grayson McCall probably coming to Auburn as of right now. So really, really, Grayson McCall, Coastal Carolina coming to Auburn, huh? He's visiting. I figured he'd end up at Liberty. You you think a former Chanticleer is going to get you over the hump? (laughs) I don't even know what that's. I'm not hearing slander from the quarterbacks you've had to trot out there either in recent years. I've seen Bryce Petty win a conference, all right? So you can't now tell, tell me, me shit Grayson about Grayson McCall can't. Exactly. That's my I point. Can't, I will. I will tell you that. <laughs> uh, Texas A&M has the number 18 recruiting class, but it doesn't really matter because they have 25 kids in the portal. <laughs> so do recruiting classes even matter at this point? Just restock Does them, anything man. matter at this point? Yes, they do. Like Parker said, though, um, the portal is open, brothers. The portal is open. Portal's open. And Auburn so, will be hitting the portal and, hard. Obviously, a and going to have to hit the portal hard. So, I will hard. say this. So, like, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be some shuffling. A&M's getting there. I mean, A&M, like, everything that everybody said was going to happen, A&M is happening right now. But I will say this. The interesting thing is going to happen for every other school. There's going to be a reckoning. It's going to get dicey for everybody once these Y'all balls are Alabama. over with, man. Can, can we segue that to, uh, I think, a perfect ending unless Teach has some more news? I was gonna bring up a couple bowl games we got this week, but that's it. Oh, and Chris Beer got arrested, but we're gonna talk about that. Yay! Much like much like the university, much like the University of Texas athletic department, we're not gonna talk about that. We're just not gonna acknowledge that it happened. I know. <laughs> the only thing Parker. I will say about that is Texas Tech fans are a little too happy about it for my yep. liking. Y'all are a bunch of all, fan, all fan bases Y'all are, are so nasty when they celebrate. It's amazing like that in any given situation, the Texas Tech fan base seems to be on the wrong side of the issue. Mm-hmm. Just about right. give me an issue, and I'm like, yep, <laughs> Texas <laughs> Tech is wrong about this that's one. A good, well, that's so a we good talk moral about compass. If you're ever agreeing with the Texas Tech fan base, you need to reevaluate <laughs> your priorities. <laughs> well, Something's and, going wrong. You know, we talked about this. With sorry, Pablo, you got it. The, the cactus emoji that they are that they use all the time like they're the personification personification of that cactus emoji like mm-hmm. just just don't touch them stay away they're gonna <laughs> hurt you okay <laughs> extremely <laughs> funny extremely funny that brian carrington who's the tcu yeah. uh who's the recruiting guy who did that is is now going to arizona state say, which as, is even more out of the desert yeah <laughs> as a defensive back coach too of all things yeah 
Uh, and honestly, good for him for getting an on-field yeah, job. I sure. like BC. He's yeah, he's cool. Or whatever. Yeah. It's just he funny that like he did the yell around the desert thing and, and the good things about him. Yeah. And he's out in the desert. Now he's now. in the desert. I have the same emotional <laughs> response to cactus emojis as I do like American flag emojis in people's names. It's like I I'm I know I'm getting kind of the same experience, <laughs> top to bottom. You know, respect the troops, Evan. I do, man. I'm about, about to beat the hell out of Air Force in two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> what Parker, was your, what, what was your segue, uh, Blah? Parker, we were talking about, you know, the portal and some teams being on the downfall. And on this show, we really like that. I mean, it's slander. That's all we do. We just talk trash about programs. But I'm going to have a really serious moment. I am concerned about Alabama football, and I think Alabama football is dead. Like, the dynasty is done. We are here at the very, very end of it. What stats do you have to support that? Aside from last year, they won 13, and this year they won 10. And that's Which is a great very, stat. Decline. Very, very negative. Regress after more, a of a, yeah. more of a regressive okay, than we, Auburn, exactly. by the way. The way I think about that, though, is like, okay, if Alabama makes a field goal against Tennessee, are we talking okay. about this at all? Cut your rational part of your brain off really quick. They, okay, go. They, if, if Quinn doesn't get hurt, we had them in hell, so it wasn't even that yeah. anyway, brother. They, that so doesn't so mean much. Don't, don't no, no, tell you what. That doesn't mean much. I'll tell you what. If frogs had wings. Hey, that doesn't mean much. If frogs had wings, their butts wouldn't hit the ground. Haynes when they King jumped. was three yards away from beating them, so let's not pat Quinn on the back too much there. <laughs> Haynes King survived an entire game with Alabama, and, and you got a couple of Texas quarterbacks that couldn't do that. So let's let's not talk about that just yet. Let's not pat him on the back for that. But yeah, oh, Parker, man. we need you to dig deep Zach into Calzada your bag of tricks. Alabama. I know Life Zach Calzada, the goat. So we need you to dig deep into your bag of stats. The only reason we didn't beat stats. Alabama this year. We need you to dig deep into your bag of stats to tell us why Bama's in hell. Okay, one stat that like legitimately I think could be uh, if we're looking for indicators of like what's going wrong there and why. Go. Alabama, forty fifth in defensive success rate allowed. You opponent adjust that, that's going to be in the top twenty. They're fine, right? Except when you look at the splits, they're seventeenth against the pass, allowing a thirty four point one percent success rate. Fine. Against the rush, they were eighty fifth in the FBS this year in That's the defensive success rate allowed. Soft Teams were defense. averaging forty one percent success rate rushing against Nick Saban's vaunted defense this season. I thought that that'd be the other My way around. Was that it was the opposite. Yeah. That's crazy. I thought that'd be the yeah, other way too. around. I thought that their corners were the I main mean, I issue. I just told That's y'all that nasty. this shitty Auburn team ran for the most yards ever, and y'all thought it was going to be I the mean, other way around. Yeah. You did That's say true. that. Selection, and you got to remember, selection matters, right? Like when you run and when you pass. Is right. influences a lot of those aggregate stats too. Yeah. Hmm. So would you that say they're more house to Wake Forest, or would you say they're closer to becoming like Arizona State with more Republicans? <laughs> I mean, Arizona, 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 Arizona has a lot of Republicans. Already. I think. I think. <laughs> just more red. I think they're just redneck Washington State is where they end up. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. I really like that. That's amazing. To be fair, oh, there are a ton of rednecks in eastern Washington. Eastern Washington is basically the cornfield heartland of America. So um, there's a lot of rednecks out there too. But but we don't care about well, that. Like, that that's a unique perspective. You heard like it here. You know, we love that. Well, Before we appreciate we go, it. Go ahead, Teach. Before we go, I should shout out a couple bowl games we got going on this week. Uh, the best one, in my opinion, is the Las Vegas Bowl, which is Oregon State going to have Florida in hell. Uh, that's going to be a great game. Uh, you also have Troy UTS, UTS, UTSA this week in the Duluth Bowl. And uh, there's a Miami team that plays in a bowl, but not the South Florida Miami team. So uh, that team didn't make a bowl. Oh, uh, can we go ahead? I didn't realize there were bowl games this week. So, Pablo, yeah, it's time for our Rocket Mortgage Lock of the Year. Not Rocket Mortgage. Any, they're not, not yeah, Rocket they're Mortgage. That's right. Don't say the name <laughs> on this podcast again until they pay us. Not Rocket Mortgage. Every you other like mortgage service except Rocket Christmas. Mortgage. Your baby wants a Barbie dream house. It's super expensive. Trust me, I just bought one. Don't pay for it. Put all your money on UTSA. Then you double it, buy the dream house, and you can get something on the side. It's, it looks. It was a pick'em when I checked it. Is it still a pick'em? I'm not convinced that this isn't some kind of weird ad read that I don't understand. No, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. We've not. been doing it all year. If, if it is, it's completely ineffective, and Rocket Mortgage wants us to stop immediately. 
like we're about we're to, get we're about you to, to get a, there's a reason we got a lawyer on this pod because we get we're about to get so many cease and desist if this was a real thing man. don't ask cease and desist letter in the trash this hashtag not an ad uh so while we have you parker obviously give us give us um some thoughts on this utsa not rocket mortgage lock of the week that blah has presented us with Dude, I love this game. I everybody's gonna play for the most part. They're most uh, they're very very um, healthy and a lot to play for too. Great cultures. Like I think Troy is one of the underrated teams this season. Like one of the Sun Belt after um, they had like an amazing Chip Lindsey burn at the beginning of the season. They yeah. said like from 2015 to 2017 and then 2022 were like the winningest Sun Belt team. And it was literally just if you take out the Chip Lindsey years, we're we're doing great. Or or Chip Long, sorry, uh, wrong Chip. Um, I like this a lot. UTSA is really fun because they have four plays and those plays are um, RPO screen to Zakari Franklin, glance RPO to Zakari Franklin, chuck it downfield to Zakari Franklin, or Frank Harris <laughs> runs a draw. And they work. It's beautiful. It's all you need to do. They're just like, dude, we're more athletic than you. Uh, and Troy's defense is legitimately good um, this season. I think that UTSA should probably win this. I was surprised that they got any points at all. But this is really fun to see UTSA's offense, not opponent adjusted, is eighth in EPA per play. Troy's defense is 28th. So that's like best on best. That's a legitimately good matchup. I'm excited to watch this. And uh, Schrodinger's quarterback, um, Jared Dagey, plays for Troy now. So I have a vested interest in watching to see if we can actually understand what Jared Dagey is. Yeah, Gunnar Watson, I think, starts, but Dagey has been playing some. So some of the the carryover... They're good. Yeah, they did. Some of the carryover listeners from familiar with the Auburn Observer will understand the EPA because Justin Ferguson, obviously huge fan of yours, Jay references Ferguson, it a lot. Yeah, and so we, you know, we do the Auburn Observer podcast under that umbrella too. But for all these listeners and these cats, can you explain the EPA concept? Yes. Okay. Very, very easy. It answers a very, very easy problem. Um, if you get three yards on first and ten, that's a bad play. If you get three yards on third and one, that's a great play. EPA just accounts for the game state and context to put a point value to a play to help us understand how much did you improve your, your game state. Easy. That's the elevator pitch. That's all it is. takes into account down distance yard line, the score to, to make sure that when, you know, it's a blowout, we're not overcompensating or overcounting. Um, and, uh, and just says, Hey, when you ran the ball, how much did your expected points in this game go up by? And, uh, I think it's like, from 2016 to 2021, the team with the higher EPA won like 98% of the time. And that's not including or 90, 95. And that's not including special teams. That's only offense defense. Like it, it does a great job at kind of counting the, the variance. Yeah. I was typing. Or, Pablo, sorry about that. Yeah. It's all good string. <laughs> uh, that's all I got for us. Buddy got anything else? All right, Parker, we always end our show with our guests getting to pick a game, and we may not get to hear from you before you play Michigan. So give us your final prediction score. Let's go. For TCU, Michigan. Um, Yes. I think that TCU's offense is going to connect on a couple home run balls. I think that Michigan's going to run and try and play a very, very slow um, game control because I I believe that Jim Harbaugh says, let's take care of TCU with as little effort as possible to gear up against Georgia. Hmm. Um, And so I'm going to say it's going to, the final score is going to look more annoying than it really is. But I do think that TCU will legitimately be a thorn in Michigan's side. Give me Michigan 30, TCU 27. And at one point in the fourth quarter, Jim Harbaugh looks worried. All right. I can see that. All right. So you haven't listened to our episodes, but we cut promos. And since you didn't cut a promo for your team winning, I will. Denar Robinson was the worst quarterback I ever seen. Like, you didn't tie your shoes? Who gives a fuck about that stupid shit? Mike Hart, ass. Lloyd Carr, ass. Who, didn't they have like Chad Heaney or some sorry ass? Mike Hart like collapsed on the sideline this year. Don't talk about Mike Hart. Yeah, he went to the hospital. Like to say, man, he did. He did. Seems a little insensitive. Is he, is he alive? He's, he's good now. Yeah, he's fine. Okay, then. That's a little insensitive. Michigan. TCU wins 21-17. 21-17 TCU. RIP TCU. That's right. Parker, thanks for coming. We appreciate having you and joining our chaos that is this podcast. TCU love, frauds. I would love to see your stats when you get the win adjusted. I need that. So just whenever you get it, just, you know. <laughs> oh, we'll I'm talk about that this offseason. Absolutely. Here we go. Absolutely. 
This was a well, beautiful fun. disaster. I need like six months before you guys ask me to come on again. So just to, just a detox. Cool. But uh, yeah. but thanks. I appreciate you guys. I appreciate you guys having me on tonight. <laughs> For the listeners, rate, like, subscribe, follow us on Twitter. It is normally string sending the awful tweets and Evan. So um, it's just us. No one else. But with that, we're out. Love y'all. See y'all.